Hey, thank you for tuning in to the Once an Athlete podcast hosted by Emily Watson. Once an athlete, always an athlete. Once an athlete's mission is to provide resources and support for current and former athletes. This is also a resource for parents of athletes to help them know how to support them. In this podcast with Lexi, we talk about her involvement with mental health as an athlete and how she found her passion for F45 and personal training. Okay, I have Lexi Reed here. She ran track at Oregon State University. She has two bachelor's degrees, um, super impressive, exercise sports science with a minor in nutrition. She graduated that in 2020, and she continued on for that second one in 2021 with psychology. She hosts a podcast called After the Athlete, which is about the transition out of competitive sports, just like once an athlete. She is the director of branch development for Damn Worth It, a 501c3 nonprofit organization with the goal of raising mental health awareness among athletes. She is currently a certified personal trainer and a coach at F45, a high-intensity team training gym. Lexi has a passion for holistic health and fitness and finding new ways to stay active after retiring from competitive sports. In her free time, she loves to go hiking, paddleboarding, play tennis, and pickleball, and all things outdoors. She and her sister have a schnoodle named Jeremy, which is a schnauzer and a poodle mix. So thank you for being on this podcast. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> yeah, um, I I love everything that you're doing. It sounds like you're super involved, and also... Um, I love that former athletes are part of F45. So you're the first coach that I've interviewed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's so funny. I love that you go there. Yes, I love F45. Um, yeah, one of our past interviewees on Once an Athlete actually inspired me to go. She was like, you know, it's really good for former athletes. I'm like, okay, I'll try it. I love the functional aspect of it. Yeah, it's awesome. And it's quick, too. Yeah, shout out F45. <laughs> <laughs> So what was your inspiration to start your podcast after the athlete? Yeah, so I actually met two girls through F45. Um, I was coaching and they were members that were coming um, and they were actually both close in age to me and they were both former athletes. So one of them um, was a cheerleader in college and one played basketball and volleyball at a smaller school on the East Coast. Um, And so we kind of just connected through that um, initially and started talking and having conversations, Um, just kind of found that a lot of the things that we kind of struggled with or just experienced um, in that transition from going from sports, college sports and being a college student athlete, and then just like not going into the real world after that. Um, just a lot of the things that we went through were really similar, we found, um, but not a lot of people had talked about them before. So, I mean, really similar to what you're doing with Once an Athlete, we just kind of wanted to share our experiences and bring more awareness to those things. So people, if anyone who is listening is going through something similar, um, they just kind of know that it's like, it's not just them. Yeah, exactly. And that's why we have these podcasts is to share the relatable content to know like, Oh, I'm I'm going through that same thing too. And, and the people that you do this, uh, your podcast with, they aren't all the same, um, sports and different levels, different schools. Mm -hmm. Um, and it, it, you're all experiencing the same things. Um, and it's, it's for 
anyone. Like, even if you didn't even play in college, like that transition out of high school is still um, the same almost. Yeah. Yeah, totally. I think like, like you said, even if you just played in high school going to college, or even if you like, didn't even, weren't even an athlete and just transitioning from like college to like life after it's still such a big transition. Um, so yeah, I think there's a lot of similarities and like things that are relatable, whether you were an athlete in college or not. Yeah, exactly. And you mentioned to me uh, before that in your podcast, you guys kind of dive into like certain topics a little bit more like, um, you know, weight training after like you'll have a whole podcast on that or, um, you know, like things like that. Um, So that's really awesome what you're doing. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Um, So on to your your Damn Worth It um, campaign. So what are some things that you do in Damn Worth It? Yeah, so like you mentioned kind of in the intro, um, damn worth it, it's D-A-M, which <laughs> is like a pun on the Oregon State Beavers, which is where I went to college, um, so it's a beaver pun, um, but it started as a mental health awareness campaign at Oregon State. Um, two other former student athletes started it who were kind of going through some things and they wanted to open up the conversation around mental health. Um, specifically among athletes, because a lot of the times it's not talked about, or it's even more taboo among athletes, because they always think they have to be like tough and not show that they're struggling with anything. Um, So the mission of Damn Worth It is to just end the stigma around mental health through the power of sport and storytelling and community. Um, And I got involved my junior year of college, um, and I was the vice president vice president of the branch at Oregon State. And then the year I graduated from college, um, so 2020, they became a 501c3 nonprofit. And now I am the director of branch development for the nonprofit. Um, And we're basically just trying to help other universities across the country start their own um, damn worth it branches. And so my job is to kind of just help guide them through the process of creating their own Damn Worth It leadership team um, among student athletes in their athletic departments, and then kind of just helping them set up the different like mental health first aid, suicide prevention trainings that we require each member to take, and then plan their events that they'll have throughout the year. So basically just like a mentor and guide for them as they go through that process of starting up branches at um, their on their own campuses. Yes. And you mentioned events that they will put on. So um, can you talk about like what kind of events and like what they do during games for certain sports or um, certain games? Yeah. So the biggest, um, I'd say like one of the biggest pillar events of Damn Worth It is the Damn Worth It games. So the goal is for each um, home or each sport to have a home game once during their season that's designated as a damn worth it game so basically that just means like the damn worth it team will kind of set up tables um around the venue um and hand out like resource cards um wristbands just kind of spread awareness and like talk and engage with the community to tell them what damn worth it is and the goal and the mission of it um a lot of times at Oregon State, what we did was we had these signs that said, like, I am worth it because, and then people would, like, fill them in, and at an intermission during the game or something, 
there would be like the little video about what Zamwertha is and then we would have people like hold up the signs which is always like super cool too um so basically really just trying to spread awareness through sporting events and helping each team to have one um so just using again that platform of sport to kind of raise that mental health awareness yeah i i love it and it just um that seems like a really good way to spread the word and get people involved and participate yeah for sure it's pretty it's pretty cool to see the people that it impacts yeah so um back to your degrees um so you you got two degrees and a minor so do you feel like you would have done a different degree if you weren't a student athlete um I I don't think so I was always pretty interested in like kinesiology exercise science and just like kind of how the body moves and works. Um, I first went into college thinking that I wanted to do physical therapy um, and then nutrition and then psychology. So I kind of just did all three. <laughs> but um, I don't think that going in being a student athlete really impacted that decision, but definitely a lot of like what I learned um, through those programs applied to my sport and like just sport in general. And also like vice versa so a lot of things that I did like running I would like learn about in school so like it it kind of went hand in hand um but I think even if I went into college like not being a student athlete I still would have been pretty interested in that general area even though I kind of like bounced around to different niches within it um but yeah I, I really liked the degree overall and then it ended up helping me a lot um, getting my certified personal training certification later down the road. Cause it's just a lot of that similar, like exercise science, body movement, anatomy type of stuff. Yeah. So with all of that, um, how did playing competitive sports and run- running track in college, how did that shape who you are today? And how does that go into your, how you ended up at F45 and everything in that realm? Yeah. Well, I, it definitely sports. I mean, I, my parents put my, and my sister in sports, like pretty much as soon as we could walk. So I grew up playing a bunch of different sports. Um, and it, I mean, it's pretty cliche, but sports have definitely taught me a lot about like myself and just who I am as a person. Um, I think the most impactful thing is just like learning how to deal with adversity and go through tough situations and learning how to work with others, like towards a common goal. Um, I mean, I ran in college and I think a lot of people think like running is just a super individual sport and it definitely is in certain ways, but there's also a really strong team aspect, especially in cross country. Um, And when you're just like going to practice every day and grinding and working out with the same people, there's a lot of like quite literally blood, sweat and tears that go into it. And it ends up creating like some really strong bonds and special relationships and friendships that will just, I I mean, I know they'll last a lifetime. (laughs) So sounds like but um, yeah, it's, I mean, it, sports really teach you a lot, I think. And I'm really grateful that I got to experience everything yeah exactly and that's kind of like f45 is like kind of still being involved in an almost team atmosphere like that going through the like you know the daily 
struggle together of getting through a workout um and that team aspect is like you know you're you're it almost feels like at least for me it almost feels like I'm training again yeah yeah for sure I mean the like the f45 motto is team training life changing so it definitely is I mean I went this morning too I didn't have to work but I went to work out and it's fun you can kind of just jump in in a group with new people every day and you push each other for however long the set is. Um, but it is, it's really similar. And I think that's what the two other girls that I do my podcast with and I really bonded over that because it gives you that same sense of like being on a team, working together towards a goal and lets you bring out that like competitive side again. Yes, exactly. So you mentioned to me that you had kind of an ongoing injury slash pain and you're an Achilles. So what was your injury like and how did it affect you? Yeah. So right on cue, it's speaking of dealing with adversity. Um, Yeah. Yeah. So it was definitely one of, if not the hardest thing that I had to deal with during my time as a student athlete. Um, I kind of just had like really bad Achilles tendonitis, um, heel inflammation, like a bunch of just weird things with my heel and Achilles, um, pretty much like sophomore through senior year. And it was kind of just on and off. Um, sometimes it would be better than worse. Um, but my sophomore year was like the first year that I had really been like significantly injured running. And so it really kind of took a toll on my mental health along with like being in Oregon where there's just like no sun ever (laughs) coming from Colorado. I was just not used to that. So those things kind of combined and I just like, wasn't in a super great place mentally or physically. Um, And like I said, there were times over the next couple of years that it'd be better than others, but unfortunately it just became kind of like a chronic thing, um, which kind of contributed to my burnout at the end and my decision not to take a fifth year. But I think, like, looking back on it now, it gave me, like, it taught me so much mental toughness. And it's hard when you just, like, begin to kind of, like, expect pain when you go out for a run every day. Um, But it also, like, taught me how to kind of manage my emotions because there were times when I'd be so, like, upset about my Achilles or my heel hurting and not being able to, like, run as well as I thought um that it would just like kind of seep into other areas of my life like I'd be snappy with people and just like not fun to be around or it'd be hard to focus on school um so that's something that I really worked on is just like being more honest with others like and myself and how I was feeling and like recognizing why I was feeling that way so I wouldn't like take it out on other things um and it was definitely hard like I mentioned before it was a big contributor to why I kind of felt burned out physically. Right. Decided not to take my fifth year, which I think we're going to get into that in a little bit, but it definitely ended up being the right decision for me, even though it was hard at the time to make. Yes, exactly. And that's, that's exactly leading into the next question is, you know, you chose not to use your COVID year and, but you were still going to school while living with others and you ended up, you know, retiring um, basically because of the Achilles. And, and um, so what was the transition out of playing competitive sports like for you? And, and what did you end up doing in your newfound free time? 
Yeah. So it was definitely hard and just like super weird at first. Um, Cause like you said, I was doing my fifth year, getting my second degree. So I was still at Oregon state and I was still living with teammates that were still on the team, but I personally wasn't a student athlete anymore. Um, so it was just kind of weird. Like I initially went to school to be a student athlete, or at least that's what I thought. And then I was still there, but I wasn't um, anymore. So I kind of had like a weird like identity crisis and I didn't really know what to do. I just kept running for a while. I would run with a team still sometimes or just like run by myself, still trying to do like the same amount of mileage as I was doing when I was training. Um, even though I was like so burned out, I just didn't really know what else to do because it was essentially all I'd done the last four years. And I, you get so used to having that like structured schedule. Um, and then I just didn't. So I kept running. I was not enjoying it. My body was like telling me I needed a break, but, um, so over winter break, when I went home, my, Achilles was just like not having it. And I finally decided that I needed to take a break from running and it was easier at home because I wasn't around like my teammates and um, at Oregon State where I was a student athlete. So it was easier to kind of like branch out and do something different. And I decided I wanted to get more into like lifting. Um, I had always kind of enjoyed like the little bit of weight training that we did as a team. And I kind of wanted to get stronger because I felt like a lot of my injuries were due to like weaknesses um, or muscle imbalances or whatever. And so, yeah, I kind of just like honestly taught myself, like I would Google and YouTube workouts and like record myself and watch it back to like assess my own form. Um, I kind of really just like taught myself and um, it was kind of fun because it was like a new challenge and it was a new way for me to like be competitive and try something new without comparing myself to like, oh, I didn't run as fast today as I did like last year when I was training um, because it was just a new thing. So I really began to enjoy that more as well as kind of like the more hit high intensity styled circuit workouts, which obviously led me to trying out F45 and then loving it and um, ended up the place that I was moving this year, um, had a F45 opening up. So that led me to wanting to get my personal training certification and then become a trainer at F45. So kind of a crazy, like weird journey into going from being a distance runner to like lifting weights and becoming a personal trainer. But yeah, then it's been fun. Yeah, what I was going to say is something that I personally love about F45 is there is no running. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? Like, I did actually one when I was in that, like, weird transition of, like, what do, what do I do now? I tried um, Orange Theory, and not to, like, bash on Orange Theory, but the treadmills were just, like, so triggering to me. <laughs> I was like, yeah. I, I cannot do this every day. I've already run so many miles on a treadmill. Yeah, no offense yeah, no to anyone running. that no offense to anyone that loves Orange Theory, but oh my god, it's so running run <laughs> heavy and I'm just not a runner. <laughs> yeah. I know. There'll be like those random days that'll have like the little like cone shuffle and I'm like, all right, that's good. <laughs> that's good. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So how do you run at all now or does how does your yeah.
yeah so it took me a while to like be able to get back to the point where I was like going for runs because I wanted to and like enjoyed it so it took a while I took probably like two months off of running when I first started getting more into lifting um and then once I did start running again a little bit I would do the runs without my watch because that was always something that kind of I would like check my watch and see how fast I was running or like what mile pace I was going or how far I went and so those first like couple of months back running I would only run probably like three miles like two or three times a week just kind of go for enjoying it and like clearing my head type of thing and now I feel like I'm like finally back to like a place where I like can go for a run and enjoy it again even if I wear my watch and not like feel bad if I run a minute slower than I did per mile in college or whatever so it it definitely took a while um I think that's just something that it's hard for a lot of former athletes you're always wanting to like compare yourself to what you did in college and it's hard to realize like okay your body is not meant to like perform and train at that level for longer than it already has um so just like kind of accepting that also like being thankful for my body for like what it allows me to do now um like it's I'm obviously a lot stronger than I was in college I feel like overall healthier so I think that's just it's been definitely a process to get to this point but um yeah I, I think I am finally at a good place where like running isn't like super like triggering for me anymore so yeah exactly and you know something for you to keep in mind like specifically is you know you're doing more weight training and that makes your body completely different than when you were Mm -hmm. more of a runner so it's just being you know being kind to yourself and knowing that things are different now yeah absolutely what was your favorite, what was one of your favorite moments while competing? Um, so definitely making my sophomore, was it my sophomore year? Maybe it was my junior, my junior year. We made cross country nationals as a team for the first time ever in Oregon State history. So that was, I will always remember like the the minute we finished our regional race and then we were all like, Oh my gosh, did we make it? Cause I think we had to get sixth as a team at regionals, either fifth or sixth. And, um, our coach just like came running over and he was like, we made it. <laughs> um, and I'm like, not a super emotional person, but when we found out, I was just like immediately like bawling my eyes out. Like all my teammates, we were like happy tears and um, I think this is the only time I've cried tears of joy from running, <laughs> but, um, it's kind of funny because I remember later, like the next week we were still practicing, meeting for practice because we had nationals the following weekend. Um, and nationals was going to be in Wisconsin at the end of November. So our coach was just telling us like how cold it was going to be and like how hard the course was. And we were all just like, wait like why were we excited to make it again (laughs) um but no it was a really fun experience we got to go they have like a banquet for all the teams that make nationals a couple nights before the race and it was just really fun to get to experience that with my teammates which I think goes back to kind of what we were talking about earlier like I don't even remember much about the race at all the race for that I think just like what I'll remember most, like when I'm old, um, from my like sports experience. And again, it's like 
pretty cliche, but it's like not about the times that you run or what the games you have, whatever sport you're in, but really just those like experiences and the memories that you make with your teammates and the people with you. I think, I think that's the best part of being able to have experience being a student athlete. Exactly. And um, what, uh, what events did you run? Um, So I ran, we did cross country, which was in the fall and that um, is outdoors on a course. It's usually a 5k or a 6k. Um, And then indoor track would be in the winter. And for that, I mostly did mile or 3k. And then outdoor track would be in the spring and I would do mostly 1500 and 5k. So it was, that was another hard thing that was about transitioning from high school to college was just like being pretty much a year round sport just for running because I had been used to changing sports each season in high school and going from tennis to basketball to track or whatever. And then it was just like running year round. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was, I mean, it was fun when I did it. I wouldn't want to do it again, yeah. but I'm glad that I did it. <laughs> yeah. It sounds like you were um, doing a lot of long distances yeah yeah um yeah if anyone listening doesn't know uh track when you run track in in college you legitimately have three seasons <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty crazy we get like a nice one to two week break between seasons <laughs> <laughs> a cute little two week yeah. break. <laughs> <laughs> just enough time to like recover whatever was hurting and then you're right back into it yeah <laughs> So what did you, what did you guys like with it being in season all the time? Like what were practices? Like, I don't, I don't know what I'm trying to ask, like how I'm trying to say this, but like, what were the practices like? And like with uh, like maybe weight training or like, I don't know for us in softball, like we specifically like set aside time to run. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it would depend on like what point, of the season it was, but usually we'd have two, what we would call workouts a week, um, which those would be more like um, laps on the track, like certain, um, like 10 by 200 or like, you know, certain faster paced things. Um, And then the rest of the days would usually just be like um, easy runs, which would be anywhere from five to eight miles um and then we would have a midweek long run which would be like eight to ten and then a longer long run on Sunday which would be anywhere from like well I was on the lower mileage side so I would probably do like 10 to 12 miles on the long run but we had girls do like wow yeah How could you only do 10 <laughs> I know right I was a slacker <laughs> trying to do the least <laughs> That's insane. I think the most I've ever ran is four miles in high school. Yeah, no, I run four miles now and I'm like, whoo, that was a long one. <laughs> yeah. Like, how did I ever just run 12 miles every Sunday? I will never know. <laughs> um, okay, so what advice would you give to someone who's recently done playing a sport? Um, I think I would say like the biggest thing, just give yourself time to process everything. Um, I mean, it's, it's a lot when you spend practically like your whole life doing something and then it's just over. 
it feels like super weird. And I think a lot of people think that you just need to like immediately move on to the next chapter of your life and like have everything planned out. But that's like super unrealistic. I mean, I think another thing like going with that too is just to like realize that you're, you don't have to like completely close the book on that chapter of your life and just like move on. Like, I mean, like we talked about earlier, you're, you will still take everything that you learned and experienced as an athlete with you into the rest of your life. And like, it's going to help you down the road. So I think just like, especially kind of finishing in the COVID year, it was just like, everything just like ended. So give yourself time to like, look back on it, like reflect on it, take what you learned and like, be able to work on expanding your identity outside of your sport. Um, don't be afraid to try new things. Um, I was like terrified of going to the gym at first because I had no idea what I was doing, but eventually like if you enjoy it, like keep doing it, it gets easier. You'll get into a new routine, um, like find things that you like to do and that'll help you find like a new community or a new team in quotation marks. Um, and yeah, I think just surrounding yourself with people that enjoy things that you also do is a big thing because when you come from being an athlete, you're so used to having that team culture and people around you that like to do the things that you do. So trying to find that in whatever new phase of life you go into is important, I think. Yeah, exactly. And like you said, with like, um, wanting to know what it is that's next right away, like it it feels like it should be that way, but really you have to give yourself time and like be able to figure out what you like to do. Like, um, like, like you did, you reflected on like what you enjoyed doing in the past and then you went in and worked on it and you're like, you know what? I really, I really like this. Like uh, all you have to do is, you know, get up and try. Yeah, for sure. And I think like another big thing that I still tell myself because I still struggle with it is that there's like, there's no timeline or like blueprint for your life, like how it's supposed to go. Like you're not, I feel like sometimes I feel like I'm behind because I'm in grad school now and I have friends that are like already working like nine to five jobs, like making bank. And like, I'm just like, okay, like I'm still in school. Like there's no right way to do your life. Like everyone is on their own path. So it's obviously always easier said than done but just trying not to compare yourself to other people or where other people are at or what they're doing I think is important too exactly and um you know I do the same thing like my brother is two years younger than me and he went straight into working after high school and so now he's like it feels like he's like way ahead of me in life Mm -hmm. and I I can't help to like but like compare myself and I have to remember, like, I just graduated grad school, like, a year ago. Like, I'm right where I'm supposed to be. Um, Not everyone goes to grad school. Um, And also, like, if you are a really, like, elite high-level athlete, like, you probably spent your your summer's training instead of doing internships. Yeah. If you feel like you're behind, like, you're not alone. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And all you... And, like, you're really not behind, like, all you as long as you keep trying like you're fine Mm -hmm. yeah and I think like I mean 
employers, at least what I've been told, love to hire like former athletes because you have that kind of work ethic, time management, organization skills like that too. So it, it definitely helps you out in the long run. Right. What advice would you give to someone who's currently playing a sport? Um, I think I just say like always remember why you started. I think a big thing is like you don't have to love your sport 100% of the time. Like you're going to have days that you're just like, I don't want to go to practice or I don't want to do this run or you're just kind of feeling off. And um, I think it just helps to remember like the reason that you began in the first place before you became a collegiate student athlete or whatever level you're at now. Um, And then also I kind of going with what I said before to former athletes, I would just say, try to find passions and make friends outside of your sport actively while you are still an athlete, because that's really going to help you when your time as an athlete does come to an end. Um, And it just kind of helps make you more well-rounded and helps you define yourself outside of that athlete identity that you've kind of been building your whole life. Um, so it's, it's hard. I mean, especially when you're a college student athlete, you have not a lot of time to do things outside of literally just practice school, eat and sleep, but um, just like trying to dip your toes into the water of other interests you might have, I think um, is a good thing to do. Yeah, thank you so much for your perspective. And I loved hearing everything um, that you're involved with and every your story is super great to hear. So thank you so much for being on this podcast. Yes, thank you. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you enjoyed listening, please be sure to follow us on Instagram, TikTok, and Spotify at Once an Athlete and Facebook at Once an Athlete Crew. If you missed the last podcast, our guest was softball player Madison Heidi. She talked about facing scary things head on, choosing family over your sport, and performance anxiety. In the next podcast, we will have volleyball player and psychology student Madison Repack as our guest. In that episode, we will be discussing how she chose to become a sport performance consultant. Become a supporter of Once an Athlete by making a donation at onceanathlete.com slash donate. So far, we have shared the stories of 30 current and former athletes, and we are currently piloting a new mentorship program coming soon.